You're now in tune for the season finale of the Indie Gold Podcast, hosted by Mr. B. And Fat Caesar. And on today's show, we ain't going to tell you what the hell we doing. Man, I feel like it's a sad, sad day. Finally, we're going to be going on this two-month hiatus. But then the day, we gave y'all great episodes of laughter and all types of other shit. So this is going to be no different. So now you're in tune for episode 15 of the Indie Gold Podcast. Cue the instrumental. It's time for the show. God damn it. We are back on the Indie Gold Podcast. You know, just episode had episode fifteen. Episode fifteen. You know what? I, I said some shit about us doing twenty episodes next season. Fuck that. It's thirteen. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna bullshit myself. Doing these fifteen episodes killed me a lot. So I'm just gonna say thirteen is good. If you like Netflix series and you know a Netflix series is thirteen episodes, there you go. I mean, is Netflix really only 13 episodes? Well, you know, mostly all of Netflix shows, except for uh, what the hell that show is with um, that, that, that cartoon show. Not Jack Horseman, but F is for Family. That's what it is. Yeah, that show's only six episodes. That show is fucking hilarious. They fucking dropped the ball on making more episodes for that for that show. I want more episodes for F is for Family. But, um, yeah, when it comes down like to, to a Netflix series... It's always 13 episodes per season, like House of Cards, Daredevil, all types of other shit. You know, they, they always had this shit at, at 13 episodes. So I'm just saying, you know what? I've had like a little talk with Coson and all stuff, like other shit. And he just said, you know, look, 13 episodes is a season. And I said, you know what? I feel, I feel much better going to 13 episodes. I, like I said, you know, 15 episodes, a bit much of a stretch. But 20 was going too far. But at the end of the day, we can't say that we're not going to have, like, you know, episodes that are, like, you know, like like special episodes. Like, you want to do the conspiracy theory episode. I have some episodes that I want to do. You know, that's not going to count as the, you know, the main order of the of the show. So you may never know. You might get more than, 20, more than, more than 13 episodes. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, man. So, you know, over, we just had, uh, over this break, you know, the the unthinkable happened. You know, the, the passing of Prince, uh, an icon, a guy, a man who has stood, who stood up for a lot in the music industry, into the, in the music industry. Purple and pancakes and music will never be the same. N- not at all. Honestly, you know, it's just crazy. Like, we lost Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and we lost Prince. And that's that's just like the trifecta of of greatness right there. And you know, I'm not you know, I'm not gonna leave out another another man that I also respect in, in the music. Uh Luther Vandross, man. A lot of a lot of people forget about Luther Vandross as well, but yeah, in terms of, you know, legends that have made nothing but great strides in music that you can't tell them nothing. They are the best at what they do. They're all, most of them are gone. The last great musician, black musician that's left, Stevie Wonder. Hmm. 
That's a good point. Well, you know what, though? I don't know, man. Bootsy Collins is still alive. Oh, so is George. Yeah, most definitely. George Clinton, Bootsy Collins, of course, of course. Like, I can't take that away from them. But, you know, in terms, and you know, I can't even say in terms of impact because they had impact in their own way, just like all the other people who came before, like came after and before them, you know, like, but then in the day, it's like Prince is gone. And all yeah. this shit, it's just like, I don't know how to, I, I just was, wasn't expecting this to happen at all. Like yeah, he had the, the the health scare. They had to take him off the off the helicopter, and they had to rush him to the hospital. And he ended up going home. I just don't know what like a lot of there's a lot of speculation as to why he died, how he died, and you know I don't want to put all that shit out there because at the end of the day, they want to because the media wants to put it as if he was a drug addict because of the Percocet thing, or you know there's a lot of things saying he had AIDS. Because all the women he was he slept with, and a lot of all these rumors about he used to have orgies in his house and stuff like that. Um, or maybe they're just mad because the man owned his own music. I that's that's the biggest one. No, like I said, this industry does not want to see a black man in complete power, in complete control of his destiny. So, yeah, this shit is just crazy to me. It's just. It's my it's, it's befuddling to me that he's gone, and he's gonna be really missed. What's so crazy about the whole thing is that he was against the whole era of you know music streaming and all types of other shit. And as soon as he passed, all his music was just available on streaming sites. Now I know it's uh, I think it's I think it's NDS entertainment or mps whoever owns the uh the rights to his music and it's through warner brothers i think i just don't like that i'm like yo like did they kill him like did they kill him off just so they can release his music out to the public because they knew people would, would would touch it and to tell you the truth might be because now they said that his sales went up to two million well i mean he always was selling like this this is an artist that no matter what whatever he comes out with he always sold nothing less than gold you're exactly right but you know at the end of the day he was kind of he wasn't for the whole um you know the revolution and, and how we consume music today and it's just baffling to see that it had to take till he died for his music to be ended up on streaming services like Tidal, Spotify, etc., and it's easy to it's easy to buy a Prince record off of Amazon now. Well, no, actually it wasn't because I went to try to find a find um Prince records and all of them were sold out. So, so what what Prince record were you looking for? Like, what is well, what's your what's your favorite? Like, give me like three Prince songs that are like your jams. Well, of course, when Does Cry is my favorite from um, because I was trying to get uh Purple Rain because I had I have the CD at my house, but you know it's probably missing. It's probably scratched the hell up. So I want to make sure I get that get that record. You know, um, 
I like uh, the Musicology album. You know, I like the song Musicology. It's hard to find. It was hard to find it because of you know it wasn't on any uh, any platforms. And you know, I was listening to a lot of Greatest of Prince, and there was a lot of songs that I was just like, oh shit, that was him who made this song. Like I, ha- this is my thing with music. A lot, a lot of times, like I listen to music, I don't know who the artist is who makes the songs. And then when you find out it's that person, it's just like it's it's mind boggling. So I just felt like this man. I wish they would stop comparing him to Michael. Well, they that's good. Same era. I understand. Way. I understand. They they've you know performed alongside James Brown. They they're both for entertainers. But at the end of the day, there's no comparison to what Prince can do as compared to Michael. Like Michael, yeah, he's an entertainer. But Prince is the full package of an artist. Makes his own music, writes his own music, sings his music, does his dances, whatever. And he also plays, like, how many instruments? Like, a lot of instruments? Like, demands the total package. I feel he's the best of the best, and we lost a pioneer in music. And, you know... We don't give we 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 always give we don't give that enough credit for how talented he is. Always talked all we used to talk about is what how androgynous he was and the metrosexual aura that he had, you know, with the clothing and the the styles and how he went through through life. You gotta understand because the prince like niggas in the eighties was looking gay as hell pulling up getting these hoes. Like, yo, mama, what's up? With a cut-off shirt and a leather glove, dripping Jerry Curl juice, like, with glitter. Like, Prince made that hot. In fact, yeah. Young Thug, all these dudes today, they need to thank, even though I still we're, say... Yeah, we're not even me. accepting that shit. It, like, to be real with you, like, we, we feel like this. If it's Prince, it's Prince. If it's somebody else, Get the hell up out of here! You gay as hell. And that's how that's how it is. But see, and Prince is, like inspired that in a lot of people. It's just they don't they can't pull it off how he did because it's like when he did it, like it really was art. Like he'll yeah. you'll look at him and he'll be like, "I am the revolution." You exactly. feel me? And he'll be like, "Bitch, make me some pancakes!" Like right after. Well, he 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 actually wasn't he the one who cooked the pancakes for Charlie he Murphy. The pancakes, but when he want pancakes for himself, he has somebody else do that. Yeah, he's rich. Like I don't think he made his own pancakes. He only did that because he felt bad, you know. Because he yeah, like he whooped Charlie Murphy's ass in basketball. Like <laughs> that's a big and like you just lost to a nigga in purple. So it's like you the lost least to a he nigga can do is make you something to eat. Lost to a nigga in a blouse, man. You you fucked the whole, fucked the whole game up. Blouses, yeah. game, blouse for real. <laughs> but for me, yeah. um, three songs of Prince that always came out in my mind, and this one's actually like very lesser known, even though Diddy sampled it for that last night. Couldn't even get an answer. The um the song's called Erotic City. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones. And um Kiss. And I do not remember it, but I don't remember the title, but 
It was probably my favorite song in the original Batman movie with Michael Keaton, where Joker's painting. Oh, he's like in the museum, and he has the boombox on, and they're just jamming Prince. Like that's just yeah, man. Like man has a lot of work out there, and you know if you if you're like me, and you know I was very very like you know curious on the title. Shit with um Beyonce dropped lemonade and shit. We're gonna get into that very, very later throughout the later in the segment. But um I ended up getting the free mother title and I bumped a whole bunch of Prince records. You know, even though that's against his wishes of what he really wanted, but you know, I, I would rather listen to the music, be inspired, and be be saddened by the fact that nobody can do what that man can ever do, and he's one of a kind, and we're not gonna get that ever again. Yeah. So, nah, you know, 2016 is like, yo, a lot of legends, like they're they're going, they're uh, they're crossing over. Like David, even, David, Bo- yeah, David Bowie's gone. Um, all I know is that leave Sade alone, leave her alone. I swear to God, Sade, Stevie Wonder. Anybody, Charlie Wilson, I don't give a damn. Anybody who's still making dope music to this very day and has had a following from very back in the, back in the day and still impacting the culture, keep yo, leave them alone. We need our legends here. And you know what? The, another thing that um, I don't know. For now, it's speculation, it's rumor, but like I'm hearing rumors that um, Little Richard is like very sick and in the hospital. So I hope we're not about to lose him next because like that right there is the birth of rock and roll and R&B music as far as like structure and like Little Richard, if he dies, man. Like I hope it's not going to be season two and I'm going to be talking about Little Richard. I hope not neither, man, because we need like a lot of people are just dying. Left but you know, right. at least though, if it's Little Richard, Little Richard's old though. Like he actually got to really live. So if he does go, you know, it's not gonna be as as like, damn. Like Prince was still young. Like yo, Prince was my mom's age, and like my mom didn't get to to live to see sixty or anything. But like hearing like, oh, Prince was born in nineteen fifty eight. It's like yo, my mom would have been the same age Prince is right now. And even that's still too young in 2016. Cause like Prince was like almost 60. Like he wasn't even 60 yet. Yeah. I feel like shit, man. Like all, all the legends that we lost died too soon. And it, it really, it really sucks, man. Like, I'm out the, the good die young, and it's just like, man, that that scares me, man, because it's like I want to be good, but it's like I don't want to die. All right, fuck it, yo. We're gonna start being evil. We're gonna drink gin and juice, be evil shit, and hope we live forever. Now, let me ask you: You say you drinking on gin and juice, right? Yes. Now I need to know if you really drinking gin and juice. Like, what? You're drinking gin? Yes. And you're mixing it with orange juice. Not orange juice, though. Ah, oh, here's where, here, here's 
Alright, so you are sipping Tangeray then. No, I'm sipping cranberry juice with Oh uh, Your Snoop Dogg Pass is revoked. I d I don't want Snoop Dogg's pass. Yeah, because let me tell you something. Gin and juice is Seagram's gin with Tangeray and some God, orange juice. God damn. <laughs> but nah, um I'd rather have a Snoop Lion pass at this point at this moment, you know. We ain't had Duce in the goddamn budget today. So, uh, you know, I got to go the route that I have to go, you know. I, I just thought, you know, I thought you were uh, thought you were taking it back to the 90s for a minute. But I feel you. It's, it's well, you know, hard was, times. Hey, hey, look, man. This this paycheck, getting myself some Duce, goddamn it. Prince just died. I feel you. Yeah, so off of that, man, like, you know. If you're if you follow us on on Twitter, tell us your favorite Prince um songs and you know maybe we might you know con- converse about them how great they are man like Prince made a bunch of music for a whole bunch of generations. So not only that he also did some ghostwriting like there's some oh some, yeah. some hits in the '80s that you'll be like yo I did not know Prince wrote that I'm talking about like heavy metal ballads that some of these white rock bands were singing. Prince wrote that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Gene Simmons. Yeah, fuck you, Gene Simmons. Maybe you're just mad Prince ain't write you a record back then. Fuck he looked at you and he was like, I don't like the color black unless it's my skin. But <laughs> <laughs> yo, we're gonna get off that. But like we said, you know, follow us on um on Twitter. You know, our Twitter um handles are in the um the Golden Era Music Group SoundCloud page so you can follow Fat Season, Mr. B. You know how that shit goes. And we're going to move on to Lil' Kim not loving herself so much. Well, not not at all. I think she never loved herself at all. And Wait, she's you know, loving, lot, She really looked like Kim now, like an Asian Kim. Look, man. Um, there's a lot of bullshit going on. Like A lot of these women coming up, black women coming out saying like it's all of our, men, our men's all the men's fault. I'm just like, yo, she was she she she's before our time, regardless of what. Even though she I, she probably was she was I was born around the time she came out, regardless of what. She was during her time where a lot of people went for certain people with certain features. In these days, our black men kind of don't want to do that whole intermingling shit because we're kind of woke and everybody want to be Afrocentric and shit. So. We kind of changed from what we used to be back in the day, but when it comes down to Lil Kim, I, I I don't know how to feel about that. You know, I feel like she was a beautiful woman. You know, if she wanted to alter alter her, her, her boobs and stuff like that, she could do that. If she want to fix her teeth, she she could have did that. But then you went overboard and touching the face, and in the body. I- and like not only the whole skin complexion thing, but just the whole you know, oh, I don't want wrinkles, tighten my like. She really looks like a doll for real, and, and not like, an attractive doll. Not at all, and and dolls aren't attractive. She looks like I'm sorry. She looks like a coked up anime character. She looked like Annabelle. <laughs> She looked like um, the bride of Chucky. 
And, and you know, I'm telling I, our I, listeners I this. Hold up, Mr. B. Before, before you continue, I want to just tell our listeners, like, please don't start on Twitter doing the whole little Kim looks like because I don't want to be responsible for some of the things y'all, y'all got to say because I just thought about how we just roasted her right now, and I'm pretty sure the fans can even go double hard. Oh, yeah. In this, in this fucking society where everybody likes to be behind a fucking keyboard and not be in front of a person face-to-face, but, you know, I said some shit online. I said, yo, Charlamagne gonna have to take a month, gonna have to do a drop and get risk getting punched in the face in front of the radio station again. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. It's just like, somebody gotta tell her, like, yo, what's up with these surgeons letting her come into, like, yo, when you see Lil' Kim going to your office for surgery, for consultation and shit, you turn her the fuck around, tell her go. She looked like she be getting her surgery in motherfucking Dominican Republic. It's like, she need to chill the fuck out. I understand you had men that cheated on you, women with, with European features. That's not, like, at the end of the day, don't it don't mean that you have to end up like them in order to get somewhere. At the end of the day, like, you look, you look fucking ridiculous. And I don't think berating her is the greatest thing in the world. She needs to be she needs to be held. She needs to be loved, man. Like at the end of the day. Look, Kim, listening, Mr. Beast, they gonna hold you. He gonna love you. He's he gonna sing uh that DJ Khaled song to you. August I'll see him. He's gonna be like, I hold you down. Oh, shut I'm the on hell. my way. But For you know, real. I'm not. I, but I'm not gonna give her the, the DJ Khaled monologue with the "You Smart." No, no, that's what I come in for. You know, I gotta play Khaled like "You Smart," but no, not I, really I, I, because you don't look smart because your face is, you know. But Mr. B me. got you. <laughs> but yo, but like, you know, like from the hardcore cover up to like uh, what was the second album she dropped? I felt she shouldn't have touched her face after that. Honestly, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You talking about? Let me see. You this know what album? She looked good. Like, I think it was no, no. called La, La Bella La, Donna. La, 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 La Bella Mafia. La Bella Mafia. And Notorious Kim. Yeah, Notorious Kim is the first, the second one, and La Bella Mafia probably was the third one. I think that's when she really should that's never. She had like fifty. Yeah, Magic Stick. Yeah, like you know that. Was when she really should not have touched anything. She looked perfect, you know. Like I, I was still jack off to certain parts of the How Many Licks video with, with her on it. You know, like she, she's like I felt she was sexy. I liked her dark skin. I liked the complexion, but she didn't love herself because she's still like I don't know. At this point, like you still hurt about Biggie. He's gone. You still heard about how he's hurt you. Dude's gone. You have I mean, she got hurt after that, though. She dated Scott Storage for a while when he was hot. Oh, boy. That cokehead. Flings with 50 Cent. And then there's, I don't know if you remember, you know, us older heads, we remember it, but the whole, she uh, she buffed off Wu-Tang, and they had to pump out a Sprite can out of her stomach. So, like, you know, we, we could be talking about, like, men over here are scarring. All right. I, I, yeah, see, you got the damn cat, like, wondering what the fuck going on with Lil' Kim now, man. Damn. 
I know, yeah. man. My, my cat had some questions. Like, my cat was just like, yo, what is wrong with little Kim? Why is she, you know, why is she so Try. light-skinned? Because my why cat is not light-skinned. Like... My cat's black. <laughs> like, she is. But yeah, in terms of all that, man, like, for all the... Like, I've already preached this to, like, in, like, a, a episode before this. Uh, black women... No, say no to skin bleaching. Don't alter yourself. If you want to get yourself a fat ass, you go ahead get yourself a fat ass. Get a fat transfer and all that other shit. But yes, ladies, uh, Mr. B wants you to get ass implants. Not ass implants, you dickhead. I didn't say implants. I said fat transfer, nigga. Using a part of yourself to better yourself. <laughs> but um, in terms of all that, yeah, no skin bleaching. I feel like. I swear to God, for this past couple two weeks, I've been working in a building where I see more black people in, and my God, it's like fucking Candyland to me. Like I'm gonna be real to you, no, no stalker shit. I'm just saying, the women are beautiful. At the end of the day, I'm I'm very attracted to black women. At the end of the day, but goddamn, I'm a pr- I'm proud to be a black man these days. But uh, so see, ladies, yeah. in season two, like you white girls had your chance in season one. Season two, he going straight black, no more white girls. I never was with the white girls. I have like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Listen, he never start, had a chance. We start pimping you to Asians if you don't show me some respect, playboy. Oh god, get the fuck, yo! On to this nigga, fucking bird man. AKA Birdman Sandusky worth the DJ Academics and shit. You understand? You know, this man goes on to the Breakfast Club, comes up in there, and it's like, you know, before we even start this, I want you to put some respect on my name. I ain't gonna say nothing no more. For and real. Sat, and sat down like a bitch. He did like, like all the, the classic cash money ad libs in one sentence. Like, he's like, You heard me? You understand? I was like, oh, snap. I was about to be like, ah, ah. oh, shit. But, um, you know, then they started the show. And, of course, you know, Charlamagne was just dead up. was just like, yo. Yeah, he just cursed us out. Yo, what's on your mind, man? He said, no, I don't, you know, like, we already talked about it. It's all done. I'm like, yo, my G, I'm sorry, but. Put some respect on him. You say my name, put some respect on him. Some cheese. Some adobo, seasoned salt, all that. Look, I'm gonna tell y'all all something. If y'all don't think Birdman is uh, questionable any other way, I want you to go on YouTube and find that that video where he says he wants niggas too. But um, yo, Manny Fresh's response to that that shit has me crying to this day. That shit, yo, why there's so much men up here? <laughs> For real. he's like, what is going on? You know, like you don't, in the back, so you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about your partner. <laughs> I don't know, man. See, I personally think, like, I think Birdman did definitely had to do some time in the pen. For real, he had to do some time in the pen. Like, oh, most most definitely. That's like, why. I, yeah, I feel, claim, I feel that. Like, can't say he's soft. Like, ain't nothing soft about him. But, like, yo, he definitely Omar gangster. Like, if he gangster, he Omar gangster. 
And I now agree with you on that. He's like if Omar and Suge Knight had gay sex. Okay. All right. No. Stop. All right. Pete, yo, shout out to Suge. I'm going to say shout out to Suge Knight. <laughs> Listen, don't be scared. Don't be scared, bro. Your twin brother's not going to come out of prison and kill you. Look, yo, I ain't worried about any of that. Like, the first and the foremost, just like how any capitalist could, should do, you should always capitalize off of your your success or your failures. And what Birdman did, he capitalized off of his failure. And you now he has some, put some respect on my name shirts out there now. Yo, they were actually selling them right outside of the Marlins Stadium during Beyonce's concert. There was actually a dude with T-shirts that said, respect me. Exactly. And, and Birdman actually launched that shit. I'm like, wait a minute, did he plan this? Like, that's that's when I started realizing things. Like, this man must have planned that whole entire uh, situation. I was waiting to walk into Bodega and see a salt shaker with a picture of Birdman with wings on it saying, respect the name, put some respect in it. Man, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I ain't putting no respect on Birdman's name. What's their respect? You know, at the end of the day, you don't pay your artists, you don't pay your producers, and at the end of the day, you you touch the little boys and take advantage of them. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. I hope I hope the best for him. I hope no, actually I don't. Because at the end of the day, this is how I feel about anybody in this industry. I look at Jay Z. Have you ever seen Jay-Z do business with Birdman before? Oh, not directly. No, not at all. So I have to look at it like this. If I know I don't need even need to do business with you and you have you don't have resources that I really want, I don't give a fuck about you. So when it comes down to cash money, I don't give a damn about cash money. Now Jay- I will not Jay-Z I- did collaborate with cash money though several times in the nineties though. Ah, like I said, business. It was on the high remix. Like I said, business, 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 business. Music is whatever. Business. Music is whatever. Business is something different. And Jay Z of today is always business. Yeah, exactly. Jay Z of today does not fuck around with the with these motherfucking niggas with tattoos over the goddamn face, forehead. Cranium, wherever the fuck he like Birdman be putting tattoos at these days. Look, man, I, I don't do business with child molesters. It sounds like that. that. See, for a minute, it sounded like you were talking about some of these dudes on the cover of XXL magazine. Uh, look, from what I've heard, because at the end of the day, um. WXL has not updated their website, and they see and see like they still are voting for the for the tenth spot. So I hope the cover that I saw and the cover that everybody's deeming to say is the real cover is not the real cover because I see the people who are on it now. If G Herbo and 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 um Dries, oh, fuck, I forgot her name. Whatever her name is, she's from California. She's from um, Chicago. Um. That's cool, but then you got all these other niggas I never heard of before. I like, will yeah. say I don't mind Rich the Kid being on there though, because like I'll be real, Rich the Kid do got some. Rich the Kid is like 
a more lyrical version of Migos. Wow. I'll check them out then. Why not? I'll check them out. And, but, and uh, listen, if, you, if y'all listen to Migos, I'm not taking nothing away from y'all. Y'all dope too. But like Rich the Kid, he, he spitting a little better. I think he probably on the same label as Migos, to tell you the truth. Well, they've done songs together. I know he's done songs if, with uh If he's on QC or 300 Entertainment, they're part of, he's a part of the same label as uh, Migos. Then. Um... I saw just a bunch of people. I, I already felt they, they were trash anyway. Like, like Lil Yacht. Well, I'm sorry, who? Homie who can't freestyle on Hot 97. Uh, Lil Uzi, whack ass vert. Um, fucking Kodak Black was on there. Uh, I don't know who Playboy's Trey is. Uh, Lil Yachty's trash. I had a That's chance. the one I was thinking about, Yachty. That's yeah. the one that was on Rosenberg. Rosenberg trying to put beats for him. No, no, he's no, like, no. I'm a rock star. No, 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 that. no. That's Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, Lil Yachty has like red, red um braids with the, with the you know little beads, See, red beads on it. Both the same dude. Yeah, everybody looking the same. Everybody gonna have that same braid style and whatever. Everybody looked the same. But it's just when I saw that cover, I was like, it's kind of a disrespect to all the other covers that came before it. You saw it, it's not like they're all together. They're all like photoshopped on. It looks tacky as shit. So that's why I'm hoping that, you know, being that it hasn't been updated, the, the website hasn't been updated for the the double XL freshman, maybe that's a fake cover. But um in terms of like who I would like to see on the cover would be Dave East, G Herbo can stay on there. Dreezy, that's her name. Dreezy, she can stay on there too. Um, Mick Jenkins could be on that cover. Uh, Alex Wiley, Jazz Cartier. Um, that's the name of few, like you know. But from what I saw that cover, I'm like, that was that. That's one of the covers I had to say, like, who the fuck are these people? Dead up, like. I don't know. Is is the double XL freshman cover is one of the biggest cosigns like it used to be? That's it's still I, supposed to be. I, I don't know. Like I want to like you know when we drop this episode, I want I want to make sure yo if the fans whoever listens to this episode, make sure you add us on Twitter and you tell us you know like hey man like is is the is does that <laughs> does that cover does that whole thing in double XL with the freshman really mean anything like it used to because a lot of people either can squander that opportunity like logic he had he was on the cover last on i think it was the last cover the cover before it he already had a deal with def jam three years ago like people don't know like they're just plants in terms of this whole shit like i said i felt like nobody really i don't think uh, most of them are not really freshmen they just uh, freshmen yeah. of the industry. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for anybody who who wants, to, like, you know, tell tell me what who you wish you want to be on um the freshman list, man. Like, cause if that that one that just that just came out, that's like I don't know, just been circulating around. If that's the real one, then I'm very disappointed in Double XL, and I I don't take their whole pat- platform seriously. Like I, I would hope to work with them in the future. I mean, I have artists who are incredible, but um, 
when you put those artists out there as if they're like the best thing in the world, I have to really hold you accountable for the shit that's going to follow afterwards. So uh, we're going to go into, well, for you, Caesar, you know, you, 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 you got a chance to listen to Lemonade. You actually saw the movie. I saw the movie as well. I saw the, uh, I heard the album. What were your thoughts on Lemonade? Uh, I gotta say, honestly, I thought it was brilliant. I thought that um, she just she told the story without exactly giving all the details. Which, like, honestly, I felt like what was going on at first. My initial reaction was, okay, Jay Z cheated on her, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to expose him. And I'm going to make a couple million dollars while I do it. And then when it got to the end, it hit me like, yo, she might actually just have summarized her entire experience from the time she dated him to the time she married him and then afterwards. So it's like, okay, at some point he cheated and at some point she took him back. They kept it private and... Now it's just like, yo, let's just, you know, let's put it out. Which um, I actually got to hear um, The Breakfast Club was talking about it. And um, even Jay-Z actually, like, he encouraged her and was just like, yo, it's actually part of, like, it's part of the, the music business to tell your story. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I support her. So he didn't say like, yo, I didn't cheat or I did cheat. He just basically said like, yo, just listen to the music. Like, it's all there. That's all you need to know. Yeah, you know what? From my from my analysis, it, it was actually just going through, to me, from what I looked at, it was like she was going through stages of finding out the person that he loved, that she loved was cheating on her and going through the steps of going through anger and getting to a point of forgiveness. And it was it was an amazing, you know, album. I didn't really like the movie that much. Like, well, for me, honestly, I wouldn't have appreciated the album if it wasn't for like the movie. Like, I thought it was brilliant. Like, you want to talk about art? Like, bro, she did that. Well, I'm not gonna lie. It was visual. It was visually stunning. Visually stunning. I just wasn't she's winning awards. Like awards is like she's already being nominated. Wow. For an Emmy. That's great. You know, like like I said, it's great for her because she's an artist. I don't give a shit what the fuck Azalea Banks is saying right now about saying like she's not an artist and whatever, all the other bullshit. Azalea Banks need to understand if you keep talking all that shit, you're gonna get Carrie Hilson. Um you're gonna get Carrie Hilson. So uh I I'll shut the fuck up if I were you. Then the day for one, one first of all, she was like saying like the album was dope, and all of a sudden she's like, "You stealing from light from darker skinned women," and and all. And then she brought up that whole Santeria voodoo thing, and it's like, okay, first of all, Beyonce never claimed that. Um, now she's this voodoo priestess. She just showed it because it's part of African culture. You know, no. especially during slavery. And one of the big themes in Lemonade was like the history 
of the black woman, the suffering of the black woman from the time that they were placed on that boat to now, you know, like basically saying, you know what, black women are still slaves. Exactly. And also before I even start doing the podcast today, I mean, tonight, um, she was just going off and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like, she's still going? Like, goddamn, this is like three days of ranting about this, about Beyonce and shit. And she was just like, well, like while all of a sudden she's doing music about, about you know, being socially aware and being a strong black woman and, and, and giving a fuck about the black community and shit like because that. I'm like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Because she paid her dues. Like, people need to understand something. Beyonce is not new to this. She's been doing this since the late 90s. And even before that, like, she's since she was 12, she's been, like, out there singing and performing and dancing. So it's like, now, she's like, yo, I got bread. So right now, I'm at a position where I can do whatever kind of music I want. This might be, like, really the kind of music Beyonce always wanted to do, but couldn't. But now that she is who she is, and she has the status that she has and the money. Like she can put out whatever and go platinum off the strength. That's true. She, let me and, tell you uh, something about what Beyonce did to my neighborhood. She came out here to set off the tour. And at the time it wasn't called a lemonade tour. Nobody even knew what lemonade was, right? It was it called was the formation tour. It was the formation tour, even though they changed it to lemonade tour once she got here like the traffic bro i went to pick up a dvr box that day and we're talking about half a mile from my crib you would think we were driving like to go somewhere that takes you about two hours to get to because of the traffic to the point where people were parking their car like two three miles away and walking so that they can go to the Beyonce concert. Like, and all you heard for Miles was her voice singing. And like, I was just like, yo, that's the dream right there that for Miles, you hear your voice from the stadium, that millions of people are there to hear you. So I was just like, yo, I, yo, I rock with her. Like, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, but like I have a huge amount of respect for her, and like my wife is a huge fan. Like so, yeah, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, my damn. So I really don't feel she makes great albums. She makes great singles and songs, but this album is incredible. I love the album. Bro, just be careful. Do not say that on Twitter because you think Little B's Base Nation is crazy. The Beehive is worse. They stink. I've been I've been throwing shots at the Beehive and they have not buzzed at me yet. I'm throwing. I'm trying my best to throw shots at the Beehive and they just won't take it. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. I'm not famous yet. Once I get famous and whatever, and they start sh- and, and they don't know who the hell I am, they will really shit on me. And, I'm gonna um, laugh if though if if once you are famous, like somehow you run into Beyonce and she's like so cool and you're just like yo she's so dope. Well, first, well, first become and foremost, friends and then you're gonna foremost, feel so bad when she listens. Of, first and foremost, I didn't say I don't like Beyonce as an individual or as an artist. I just don't think she makes great albums. Like I feel Lemonade is the most focused mature album 
she's ever made. Oh, I agree with you on that. No, see, I look at Lemonade, like, let me see. One of my highlights is, I believe the song's called Freedom, and I believe it's produced by Just Blaze. I hope so. Bro, like, you heard when that, like, came in, bro? Like, yo, honestly, I was waiting for Jay-Z to start rapping. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, but these days he's giving out two bar verses like he do for Drake. And speaking of Drake, uh, look, in the midst of Lemonade dropping, views from the six dropped as well. Six hundred thousand sold first day, and they all want their refund because that album is garbaggio, Flint water, everything. And when I said the album was Flint water. A lot of people hit me up saying, yo, that's not funny. Look, did you you remember what happened with Flint for the last couple of months since they've been putting that out of the media? Of course. Like, like at the end of the day, I joked about it, but it gave you awareness, motherfucker, because you forgot about it. But then well, the I'm going to say this. Me, I have mixed opinions with views from the six i don't think it's like oh my god it's such an amazing album i don't think that it's not not. but i feel like it's exactly what i expected pop r&b drake records with some hip-hop here and there and honestly from a business standpoint it's genius like drake did exactly what he wanted to do probably more i don't think he was expecting to sell as much as he did on the first day. Well, this is my thing. I feel like just how Lemonade was a very uh, focused effort, this view shit just wasn't focused. Like, it was all over the place to a point that I had to listen to tracks out of place and individually be like, yo, these tracks sound a little bit better on their own. And you just start to realize that this album was just poorly put together. And it feels like yeah, you just like put a whole bunch of throwaways on an album. I mean, you know, for him, it's it's about entertainment and it's just, that's what he does. Look, yo, if if you're a real Drake fan, don't buy his record. That's all I can tell you. Don't buy his record because we, we don't want him to think it's okay to make shit like this forever. Like, we want him to make dope shit. Like I said, I like Nothing Was The Same I did like um, if you're reading this too late a little bit. Like I like half of it, you know. But um, I did not like what the time to be allowed that much. Um, but at the end of the day, I just feel as if Views from the Six was trash. Complete. I only liked four out of twenty songs. Here's the scary. The whole, whole scary thing about that though is. You're telling the Drake fans like, yo, don't buy it because it's not, you know, it's not the Drake you want. And that's the the album that sold more than everything else. He's never sold that fast. It sold because people expected it to be great because it was overly hyped. That's yeah, how a lot of people were able it. to hear it before they actually buy it. Like nah, some people buy shit off the rip because it's Drake. Just like how Untitled Unmastered came out. I didn't even bother listening to it. I just bought it. But see, that's what I was going to say. The ladies especially, they're not only are they going to buy Drake, they're going to like it. Like They like when he sings to them. They like that. They like those pop records. That's, you know what I'm saying? Women, that's especially like the teenage girl market. 
they're buying they're the ones buying the records you know there's a psychology to it so it's like yo really it's the fault of those girls it's the fault of the men who are trying to impress those girls so they buying it too and it's the fans because I guarantee you that if the fans would like dope MC Drake which is what me and you would prefer. Yep. Drake probably on the real would rather do that. Yep. But at the end of the day, he's like, yo, I need to eat. I need to be successful. And I need to remain relevant. Yeah. So yeah. from a business, because it's like what Jay-Z said about like truth be told, lyrically, I, I would be quality. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. And I would sound like common sense. I'm giving money. I haven't been rapping like common sense. Exactly. Yeah, I understand that. Now, y'all niggas got money. Y'all have relevancy. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can experiment for all you want. Also, we don't know what his contract is like. Like, we know we know half the deal, but I still think, um, if I remember correctly, he's still on cash money. Yes, he is. He signed another deal with Cash Money. Yes, he got that. You know, there's there's that Birdman quota. That that and Sandusky coin. Yeah, that Sandusky quota. Birdman's about yo. We need to make that paper. So play whatever's boy. hot, that's what we need to do. Play boy. If I play you with your boy. boy. <laughs> if I play with your boy. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know. yeah, but um, yeah, lemonade, cop it, listen to it. It's a dope record. Watch you views. Fuck that record is trash. Sorry, but not sorry. And shout to DMX. I don't know how he feels about his lyrics being used on a Drake song. If you DMX don't, probably got a big check for that. I hope he did. I really hope he fucking did because he used to shit on Drake all the damn time. But um, we're gonna get into this music break. on the 15th episode of the Indie Gold Podcast and you know, Donald Trump causing nothing but turmoil as always in California there were some riots and you know, I'm going to let Caesar take this whole shit away because he's the best to describe and tell y'all all about what's going on in politics and, and the people's lives in California being that he's like a a, a persuado fucking West Coast artist. But <laughs> that you know what? I don't even know how to define that. That's a that's an interesting way of looking at it. But uh yeah, this is your boy Fat Caesar and um we're gonna talk about this Donald Trump and this California. Now YG and Nipsey Hustle, they warned that man, they said, Listen, don't come to California. We don't want you here. It's gonna get crazy. And he got crazy, but it wasn't because of the Bloods and the Crips, and it wasn't had nothing to do with no hip-hop artists. It's because, yo, especially the Latino community 
was not having it. Mexican flags were raised, cop cars were burnt, and um, you know, the media is like, oh, see, right there, that shows why we need to do something about this problem going on in the country because oh, a lot of those people, they're immigrants and they're here illegally in the state of California. There's no way those could be Americans. I have news for you. There was probably more legal American-born Latinos that were protesting than there was illegals. Because let, let me tell you, Republicans, you so-called conservative people, let me give you guys a news flash. California is Mexico, okay? Yeah, on paper, it's part of the United States. There was an agreement in the late 1800s because of war and everything. But most of those Mexicans, their family been in California before Cali was even in the United States. And Donald Trump is threatening their entire way, way of life. He's threatening a lot of our way of life, not just in the state of California, but nationwide. He's talking about bringing back values that haven't been so since the 1950s. Talking about destroying progress. How can you in your right mind want to support that? Because you're scared, you know, you're too busy being worried about uh, some dude that thinks he's a chick, wants to use the ladies' room. You're more focused on that. You're like, you know what, let's get this asshole into office. You know, we don't care what he does as long as everything's nice and white and old-fashioned. And times are different, and you need to wake up. And, you know, the, the crazy thing about it is, and I got to give Donald Trump this, he really does have a lot of balls because even with all that happening, he still made a joke. He said he thought uh, he, thought he was over the border. Like, when he finally oh, took the podium, he was like, oh, 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 man, I thought I was across the border. You see why we got to build this wall? Oh, boy. And, of course, he got cheered and USA chants and, you know, and fine. You know, it's it got chaotic, and it might even look bad. But do you blame the frustration of the people? No, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. And I, I feel like... The more the more this man, I think this man is fucking trolling. Like, he can't obviously keep doing this thing thinking, like, he's cool for doing this type of shit. He has no like, competition at this point, though. Like, he when don't. it comes to the Republican Party, he won. He is, he's running for president. Like, yeah, Ted, it's happening. Yeah, Ted Cruz is Satan, so I don't want to, I don't really want to see Ted Cruz run at all. So, yeah, but I'd rather have Ted Cruz than I than that nigga Donald is the Zodiac killer. Why the hell would you want Zodiac killer to go be the, the Republican nominee for president? I don't want to see that. I don't want to see either of them. But honestly, if I had I to pick look, one bad guy, I'd rather pick the smart bad guy. I'd rather, I'd rather Obama make some type of executive order. That'll make him become president for the third time in a row, and I, I know that's something that that's been like uh, some conspiracy theorist shit that it might happen, but I, I'd rather that happen. No, that's not gonna happen. The only time that's ever happened was during World War II, and the only way that'll ever happen again is if, for some reason, national security was so threatened that we didn't have time or money or resources to put into an election, so we needed to keep the guy that's already been handling the problem in charge. 
Shit. Keep so honestly, bomb. George W. Bush would have had more chances of doing a third term, honestly, than Obama does, because Obama actually fixed stuff. Yeah, he actually killed off people who had shit to do with the war. So and he walked out like a G last night. He even did a mic drop. I'm I'm happy about he it. His final he speech. actually to me he is the coolest president ever. And fuck Bill Clinton, fuck Hillary Clinton. They're racist. Anyway. In terms of all this, uh back to Mexico, man. Uh El Chapo was escaped. El Chapo escapes. Cause you know what? First of all, you can't arrest a man and put him back in the same place he done already escaped from. Aren't they fucking stupid? No, it's there. I'll be real with you. The Mexican government's corrupt as hell. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Because I'll be real. You know what? Why he escaped? Because that drug money talks and is long, very long, miles and miles and miles and miles and miles long. And a and lot they, of people. And- I actually saw the um, the document, some type of shit on. I think it was CNBC, and they actually showed how, like the tunnel of how El Chapo got out, and it was like filled with just like rats and, sh- and snakes and shit. I was just like, wow, uh, this nigga crazy. Uh, he is, and, but you know, it's that or prison. Like he, he doing, you but, know. I know he's supposed to be close Guantanamo Bay, but um, they're going to put him there. If they put, I'm going to tell him, first of all, that's if the Mexican government will ever allow the American government to try him here. That's mm. number one. Because when you have cer- certain countries, they're not going to play ball. No, like, no, um, not at all. Right now, um, one thing that I learned... Which um, this is what I did want to add, which I'm going to just bring, bring up real quick, that um, Cuba, the Cuban government has now stated, if you are a Cuban-born Cuban that left Cuba to the United States at any time, if you show up in Cuba, they're not letting you come back here because you're still technically a Cuban. Oh, and if you are an American citizen, in their eyes, you're not if you were born in Cuba. And they're going to make some problem. And they're going to try to keep you here. You might have to call an American embassy to step in for you. You might, you know, it might cause a lot of problems. So, like, if you are a Cuban in America, born in Cuba, be very careful if you want to take this trip to Havana now that the borders are open and now that, um, you know, America is trading again with Cuba because America did say they are going to respect the laws of Cuba for now, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure something is going to be. Yeah, if Donald Trump becomes fucking president, we are fucked. Well, I'll tell you this. Cuba would probably be the only country Donald Trump could uh, go to war with and win and not have to worry about anything because what's Fidel Castro going to do, bro? Fidel, let me tell you something. Fidel's army couldn't even defeat the Bloods or Crips in the United States, let alone the United States military. God, I'll be real with you. Like, you're talking about outdated guns. They're using AK, AK-47 is the standard military rifle. Like, you're talking about guns from the Vietnam World War, bro, from, you know, Russia. 
back when when Russia was communist. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what's happening. But, you know, I'm just saying to my Cuban people, just be careful. Be careful if you're going there. Yeah, man. Like, I ain't going to no goddamn Cuba, though. You can, you can go to hell with all that shit. Well, you be all right, though. You're American, bro. Like, they're not going to do nothing to you. I'm American, but I look Cuban. They'll probably do something. It's not shit. about how you look. They want to see your birth certificate. Damn, I ain't gonna have that shit. I don't have my passport. Man, you do not have a, a, an accent. So. Well, you're right. But yeah, man, like all, all I can tell you is El Chapo is y'all need to stop putting him in the same fucking prison. But at the end of the day, I think y'all first one was if y'all really, if y'all really think this man is super dangerous, y'all to fucking execute that man right the fuck now. And but y'all won't, so it just tells me how corrupt the government is. Yes, you know how then, much money there is. And, like, then, and then they nominate some woman, and then they killed her like the next day. Well, the same people that nominated her isn't who killed her, but yeah, you're right. And, I believe I, she was either the head of security or the head or of, of the police in Mexico. It was. I'm not, was I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know. Has anything to do with the police? I thought it was something that had to do with politics. No, it, well, over there it is political. Like it's not like in America where, oh, he's the chief of Jersey City Police, chief of Miami. Like, no, the cops is the military in Mexico. Oh shit! Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. The same what, cops. what they did to her, yo, was was just wow. I mean, Me, you know, it's ruthless. It's, Mexico is still the wild, wild west. Like, if you want to talk about a place that's still the cowboys and the guns and all that, like, it's Mexico. And, and ain't there some nice places in Mexico to, to visit and shit? There's a lot of nice places, but it's dangerous. So, especially, yo, if you're American, and especially if you're white, listen, white people, let me do y'all a favor. Stay away from Mexico. So if you go to Mexico and you're like, dude, I'm going to go look at the Mayan pyramids. They're so awesome. You might get kidnapped. And then I'm like, orale, pinche gringo. I want $3 million. I right, cut off your head, eh? And they're serious. They will chop your head off and, like, they'll put it on YouTube. And they'll put, like, cheesy, like, all you hear is bum, 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 while your head is being cut off. Or they'll kill you like they did Malcolm X or something. So, but, um. Yeah, so stay away from Mexico. Stay the fuck away from Mexico. So and, and Malcolm X son is black. So and let me tell you something. And if you like, if you like Mexican culture, if you like Mexicans, just go visit Texas or California. It's yep. all you need to do. Yep, exactly. Don't 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 go too far. And you know what? Like I said, I've seen people go to Cancun and stuff like that. Like I would love to do that. But you know, there are beautiful beaches right here in the United States. There are, there are. So you know, I'm I'm a, I don't want to be ignorant and say that it's all bad. But as long as your government is fucked up, I ain't coming over there. Yeah, bro, like think about why they want to come here. Like, oh, let's not let the Mexicans. Why not? Like, it's you know how scary it is to live over there. There are a lot of innocent, good people over there that are like yo. I just want to eat some food. I just want to sleep. And I don't want to wake up and hear that my aunt got kidnapped and then they find her body in the river, you know, three months later. Chopped up and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, this whole, yeah, like I said, man, like, be make sure you don't go to certain places that you know white people have been kidnapped before. Like, where's that place that's not in, uh, was it in South America or whatever? 
white, what's her name, Holly, whatever. I don't know what the fuck her name is, but yeah, make sure that you do your uh your stats on kidnapping and shit and where you go. That's like out of the out of this country, and make sure that you don't go to those places. And don't fall for game for dudes that on the real they just want you to transport drugs for them. Yeah, don't do that shit. And you you watch Taken? Have you ever fucking watched Taken? Yeah, don't talk to nobody out here. Don't talk to nobody that you don't know. Do not talk to Enrique, because let me tell you something. Enrique's going to be like, Hola, mami. You are a star. Muy bonita. Muy beautiful. Yeah, and then he's going to be like, all of a sudden, his voice is going to change. And he's going to be like, Orale, compadre. Te doy tres pesos ahora para este puta. Translation, I'm going to take your pussy and put it on the market. Basically. (laughs) But 300 U.S. dollars. So you be sold to a bunch of rich people that you know they ain't supposed to. You ain't supposed to know that they're rich people that actually own companies that you probably work for, and they t- and they buying sex slaves and shit. But um, next, next, next uh topic. And this is coming from a Hispanic. So for anybody who says yo, Fat Caesar's racist against Mexicans. I'm Hispanic, all right. I'm just telling you the the real. We got Latin America is is hard out there. It is. It is, and and I'm black, and I still think that the the Hispanic community is just as a part of our community as anything else. So, uh, oh yeah, it's the same struggle, man. You're like you're, you're good, like, and that's another thing that I saw a lot of in um in California is like it's the I'm not gonna call it the updated version of Black Lives Matter, but there were shirts that said Black and Brown Lives Matter. So I'm just like, yo, that like Donald Trump did bring together the brown and black community in California, which that's been an issue. You know, we've been killing each other and that needs to stop. It shouldn't take some crazy psycho white guy running for president to get us all together. Yeah, but sure, we don't get off that. Uh, now I know this should be in the in the section with the wrestling and entertainment and stuff like that. This is news in the news politics and opinions and this is news but i'm gonna give you my opinion on a lot of this shit that's going on if you don't know tna has been failing for the past couple of years ever since it's lost its tv deal with spike yeah spike tv and shit like that they've been in destination america i don't know where the fuck they are at now but um all their stars left all their stars are gone i know aj left AJ Styles left way before the Destination America move, uh, but they lost Bobby Roode, Eric Young. They just lost uh, Angelina Love, I think, just recently. Man, they even lost Samoa Joe, bro. Madison, yeah, Madison Rain. No, Madison, not Madison Rain. I'm sorry, Samoa Joe. They even, man, they, they losing everybody, and. I'm sorry, Austin Aries as well. Like they couldn't sign those ta- any of those talents and whatever. Half of but, um, TNA is showing up right now on WWE. Yeah, on and NXT. actually making WWE good again. Exactly. You know um, why couldn't Dixie do that? The reason why Dixie couldn't do it because she's inadequate to run a wrestling business. And I'm not saying it because she's a female, but I just feel like you know what. Once when she took the company away from Jeff Jarrett, 
I felt the I knew the product was gonna go down because at the end of the day, I don't know if she really understood the wrestling industry itself. So for her to keep this company and make it all herself the majority owner of the company was bad. Now I know she hired people who are adequate to the wrestling industry. Vince Russo. Vince Russo, even though he's trash now. But um I'm just gonna tell you, like it's not going so well. They're trying to find buyers, you know. One buyer is gonna be the person who, the people who own uh, Ring of Honor, which is Sinclair Broadcasting in Massachusetts. And they're looking into buying TNA because of the the uh, the pretty much the the large tape library that they have and that they had international TV deals that are already in place. So they want to have, they want to be able to take that. And, but the problem of the matter is, is that Dixie Carter wants to have majority ownership of the company. No, actually what I would like for Dixie Carter to do is to get bought out. She needs to get bought out of the company. I know uh, her parents company, I mean, not parent company. I'm dead serious. Her parents actually fund TNA. And I feel like they need to to get bought out. They need to get bought out. We need need Ted Turner to come back. That's what we need. Oh, you know what? I don't think he wants to even be in the wrestling industry no more. He hasn't even talked about WCW or anything like that for a very long time. No one asks him about that. I think he would get sued if he even says WCW now. That's a damn shame. (laughs) That's a damn fucking shame. But, um, what I would like to see is Dixie get bought out. She has put this company into the ground. Kurt Angle's not there no more. Uh, Shit, that's it. Because I'm gonna tell you the reason why I, I started watching Impact Wrestling was because of Kurt Angle. I was like, wow, what is this federation? Why did Kurt Angle fucking go there? Why did he, why did he leave the WWE? Like, I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch TNA when it first came out, and the product was incredible. I, all these wrestlers from AJ Styles, all these people, and I was seeing moves I wasn't seeing in the WWE, and it just seems like the product the went octagon stale. ring, bro. Yeah, it was just different. And then when they brought in Bischoff and Hogan, it was like we're getting rid of the octagon ring. I'm like, y'all idiots. Like to me, man, I just felt like once went like you know what we can't you no know, I can't blame it all on Dixie. I gotta blame it all on the fact. That Jeff Jarrett was fucking around with Kurt Angle's wife when Kurt Angle was uh, married to the man, married to her, and they got rid of Jeff Jarrett because of that, because of the conflict of interest, and it caused a, it caused a rift between the company and the stars and whatever. But I just found I found it really fucked up, honestly. But um, Jeff Jarrett seems to be doing well with Global Force Wrestling. And I, I guess he 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 don't need to give a fuck about TNA Global right now. Global Force Wrestling. You know what? I haven't checked. Where for somebody that wants an alternative to WWE and they want to check out some of these other federations, what are some and where can we watch it? Uh, well, 
this is how I would tell you. Um, I just watched a couple of Ring of Honor matches just last night. Uh, I haven't watched Global Force Wrestling, but I've just been hearing a lot of good things about it in terms of, like, you know, how, how the product is and everything like that. Uh, there's a lot of other wrestling federations that I got to, like, make a, a list of. You'll be seeing it probably in Season 2, or I'll be, I'll be online, and I'll, I'll probably post mad wrestling. I, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to be on, on Twitter. I'm just going to post mad wrestling-related content that I fuck with, and y'all y'all can check it out and see if y'all want to, like, you know, watch it or you know, go to their websites. Like a lot of these other independent sites that I go to, independent wrestling uh, federations, like they are like independent to a point. They only have DVDs that you have to buy from them in order to see their pay-per-views and stuff like that. Like I would, I would, I would put you all on to that, but um, you know, in terms of all that, man, like TNA impact wrestling, whatever the fuck it's called these days, it needs new management. It needs new ownership. Dixie Carter is not equipped to run that company. She has let her the biggest stars of that company leave. She has to go. And all the people who do the business with her, they need to go as well. You know what? And being that WWE right now has a lack of good commentary, Tony Schiavone, you need to come to WWE. Who's, 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 who's Tony Schiavone? He would do a lot of the commentary on TNA and WCW. Wow. Wow. I, I haven't watched um, t- um, Impact Wrestling in such a long, long time because of, like, you know. Oh, Taz also. Taz needs to come back to the Taz. WWE for commentary. Yeah, fuck Taz. I don't like Taz. Taz was a dope commentary, though. Yeah, but he he liked to to um he he on some nasty faggot shit. I'm mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I said the f word, but I'm sorry. You be going up to women and showing your dick to people and shit like that. Nah, I, I ain't with that. I'm really am not. Damn, I didn't even know it was like that. Yeah, there's there's some rumors. There's some things out there that people just just why no one don't fuck with Taz like that. But um. You know, we're going to get uh, – anything else you want to talk about with this whole TNA and, and Ring of Honor possibility of coming to Sinclair? Oh, also, yeah. Sinclair Broadcasting is now is, is all now a tennis network, but they're working on becoming a, an American sports channel. So what they want to do is bring TNA over along with, with Ring of Honor, which would be dope. Like I would like to see Ring of Honor on television because of, you know – Wrestling's dope. I've seen um, the matches with El Generico and Kevin Steen, which y'all now know as Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And those matches were incredible. Like, the ladder matches were crazy. So, at the end of the day, Dixie Carter has to go. She cannot have a wrestling company as as great a potential what, what TNA used to be, just fall the way it is. It's really falling right now. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that because, um, you know, there was a lot of hope for TNA. It was. Like, Especially because you wanted 
everybody wanted an alternative to WWE. Yeah. It just it didn't go further that it should have. Like, you know, all the shows I've been to a TNA taping before. I went to when I was in Orlando uh Universal Studios, I went to a TNA taping. I saw a sting. I've seen AJ Styles perform. Like I've seen it. And I'm just happy to be able to see it for the first, like close up. Like I was at the at the front row. I was like right at the banister just to see that. And it was incredible. And you know, I've been to also I've also been to when TNA came to um the Hammerstein Ballroom. I remember that. I got to see Matt, I got to see the Hardys and the Dudley Boys or Team 3D when we were over there, you know, wrestle. Like I got to see people I've always wanted to see live wrestle that day. I didn't see Samoa Joe, all those other people. Like it was it was incredible. It was an incredible night. Like the matches were dope. And I don't see the product getting any better because I don't know who the hell is there anymore now. You know, they got I know they got Bobby Lashley still there, probably. MVP is still there. Um hey, Kurt Angle left. They because people thought he was retiring. What about my man that um I forgot what his name was in the WWE, but over there, he's like, Kennedy. Oh, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. No, he, he, he left, too. He's somewhere else. He's, he actually, he's actually at Global Force Wrestling, is what I know of. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's gone. Yeah, I, I always felt Mr. Kennedy was underrated. Conan also but, always underrated to me. Yeah, like, mad, it's just mad people that are there. I'm just like... You know, it's on its last legs, and they need to get their business sense together in terms of how, how to, you know, put the right people in the position. Like, you know, they got what's his name as the champion right now? Who used to be at the WWE. Um, fuck, I forgot his goddamn name, but I, I felt he was dope as hell. Like Vince McMahon made him like the chosen one. Uh, oh yeah, um, Drew Galloway was. I forgot who his what his name is. Uh. In, in, in TNA now. But yeah, Drew Galloway is like the, the TNA champion. When they had fucking Matt Hardy be the goddamn champion, I was just like, <sighs> I, I don't know. Gotta give it to somebody. Then they, they, they had that nigga cutting promos. The nigga had his wife in the in the back in in the fucking um in the locker room with his with his baby and shit. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like the show is just going to shit. But yeah, we're gonna get off of that and we're gonna go into this next music break. We are back on the 15th episode of the Indie Gold Podcast, the season finale. 
Oh, man. My prayers have been answered. There will be a Punisher Netflix series. I am happy as hell right now. And, and that all came about because of the, the fight scene with uh, Daredevil, if I remember correctly, right? Well, not only because of the fight scenes, that I felt that he portrayed Dare, he portrayed Frank Castle incredibly. Like, I just felt like, yo, if this man don't get his own series, I'm going to have a problem with that. I felt like a, just a, a whole series of, of John Burnt, I forgot how to say his name, Burnthal being Punisher. I'm for it, and I support it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're doing a whole lot of things. They're about to do the Defenders movie. They're going to have Iron Fist, Daredevil, um, Elektra, Jessica Jones, and, and, um, and Luke Cage in one movie. So they're doing pre-production of that already. And, um, Oh yeah, and I for what I remember, um we had um Anthony Piper of the um of Trill League on our show for episode I think it was nine, I think it was. Yeah. yeah episode nine. And he just dropped the uh the cover for the Thunderbolts. And you know, I just wanted to say, you know, I wanna congratulate him on all his all his great moves that he's doing. Being that it's all Marvel related, I'm just saying I wanted to congratulate him. And I'm I still happy that he blessed us with you know an interview for the podcast and you know that that was that was something big man like for real and I'm gonna tell you now in terms of this Grand Theft Auto Six has still tipping on popos yes Rockstar has now confirmed that Grand Theft Auto will be based in Texas. Houston, Texas, and Galve—I don't know how to say it—Galveston, Texas. Yeah, Galveston. Galveston. I'm sorry, Galveston, Texas. And me and Caesar want to like see, like talk about some shit that we want to see and some shit we don't want to see. Because if you're gonna, because let me tell you something: if you're gonna do Texas, you got to do it right. Number one that we already agreed on is we at, at least if you're not. If it's not going to be only Houston hip hop, at least have a station dedicated like Swisher House Radio or Screwed Up Radio or you know something like that. Yeah. Let's have the classics. And um, Mr. B has said Michael Watts has to be involved. Yes, he does. He has to be involved. It makes no sense for him not to be involved. Um, you can get Mike Dean to curate something. You could get a. Uh... You can get bad uh, Houston artists to be a part of the cast, and they don't have to look just like them. They just can be a part of the cast because they have the. Oh, we we need Slim Thug to have a voice cameo. That would be dope. Or he could oh, act. Oh, or actually, or actually, they can actually have Slim Thug be the main character. Well, see, when it comes to the main character, I think they should do like they did in Grand Theft Auto Five and have three main characters and I say this you want a black dude now being that it's Houston Texas you got this time around you gotta have the essay you gotta have the Mexican gotta have the dude that his family came over the border he grew up you know he's living in the hood he's trying to make it he's trying to make something of himself and um definitely need to see the Mexican mob 
be involved because if you're talking about Texas, you're talking about border patrol wars, drug wars, and a crazy atmosphere that is halfway city, halfway country. And I need to see them low riders with the uh, with the cow horns on them. Yeah, like to me, this is what it, it has to represent the the car culture. Like also, yeah, for cars, for customization, it has to represent that Houston culture. They gotta study it. They have to go to you know some car shows. Twenty eight rent, twenty eight inch they rims. Have, they have to study the whole thing, and they have to put it in the game. People love authenticity. They love it. Just you gotta do what y'all gotta do to make that game amazingly authentic. And custom grills, like you, you know how you walk into ammunition and you buy a gun or whatever, and you yeah. go to the clothing shops. You need to be able to do that and buy grills. Word up, yo! That would be dope as fuck, man. And um, in terms of story, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna let them do that because you know what? In ter- I, I was very surprised about how story for five was, and it was incredible. It had me really wanting to finish the game and, and want to get to the end. So I'll, I'll just say, man, like, like, granted, yo, Rockstar, do your thing. And also Red Dead um, Redemption 2 was coming. Yes, it is. And and remember where you heard it first. A few episodes ago, ago I brought it up. Did we, did we bring yes, it up? I don't yes, remember bringing it up. No, we what? brought it up. I brought it up. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption is so for some reason a map that was supposedly I guess shows the areas of what the game is gonna be based on or how how the whole game is gonna be uh, laid out and landed on the internet. You know, nothing's ever sacred. Everything is leaked, so people need to start getting scared and shit. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They don't know if it's gonna either gonna be a prequel or it's gonna be a sequel. Like from people, what people are saying it's gonna be a prequel. Um, it could be, but you know what? I would rather it be a prequel because, honestly, um, when you finish Red Dead Redemption, you're already getting into the past the 1900s. the The area of Texas is starting to become more industrial. There's cars and other things showing up. You really want that classic Wild Wild West vibe. You gotta go back a few years, and maybe you play as um, John's life before he had the wife and kid, like when he was an outlaw, when yeah. he was out there with uh with that one Indian gangster that he was running with. Yeah, like, that's just that's just gonna be raw as fuck because he he lived probably lived a fucked up life because to the point that they had he was had to be an informant for the um for the FBI and whatever. At the, to the end of the game, like oh, I'm sorry if anybody didn't play the game, you know y'all kind of missed out. If but... you still haven't played it, you deserve to hear the spoilers because yeah, been you kind of do. But um, for them, like the whole whatever above his head to make him make sure that he gets all these uh all the all the outlaws and stuff like that, like he had to probably have done some fucked up shit, and I think it's gonna it, that this Red Dead Redemption. Uh, installment might be incredible. And, and you know what? Let's add some controversy to it. Yeah. Let's have a mission where you you free you free some slaves and they join your gang. 
because they're so happy you freed them. That, that I don't know, that's controversial or that's just ignorance, fuck. But. Not, bro. Come on, bro. Look at the era. Look at the time it was. When he was young, it was dead in the middle of the Civil War when he was a young man. So it is what it is. That's like saying that um, in Assassin's Creed 4, they should have never had the mission where you free the slave dude and then y'all go to the plantation in Haiti and kill the masters and then the slaves revolt. But it's there and it's historical and that's how the world was. And I think um, it's very good for this generation to really understand what was going on with slavery, not just by reading a book or watching a movie, but if you're actually being engaged with that, because I'll be real with you, when I played Assassin's Creed and we did the whole slave thing, like, I I really was like, yo, I don't want to make the wrong decision because it'll be messed up, blah, blah, blah. You feel me? Like, it really plays with it could play with your mind. Yeah. You're right. So I think video games is a great tool to teach us some morals and even test our own. But yeah, you know, in terms of uh like, you know, GTA Grand though, we don't want to get off off uh off the track though. But yeah, in terms GTA. of G yeah, in terms of GTA, um GTA five, I am retiring from it. I suck at it, the online portion of it. I don't care for it. And not only that, Uncharted 4 is coming out, so I know I'm going to be on that more than anything. And I'm going to be late on that because, uh, you know, I need I need the bread. Yeah, you just but, got yourself a Japanese import just now. I'm like, what the hell is that all about? Oh, yeah, but I got it for dirt cheap. You don't even understand. Goddamn. Goddamn dirt cheap. And that's because it's not popping in the United States. Damn. If it was popping in the United States, the game would probably be about 60 bucks. Or 70 or 80, whatever the fuck. It's usually 80 for import. Yeah, you like you get a Final Fantasy from Japan. The Final oh. Mix, whatever. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts Final Mix or whatever the hell this shit is. Yeah, they'll, they'll charge you like crazy money for that shit. I don't but, even um, know how to pronounce the game that I bought. I just know that I saw a demo for it. It's like a Japanese version of Monster Hunter. There's a lot of RPG element. A good wait, wait, wait. It's a Japanese version of Monster Hunter. You know the people who make Monster Hunter are Japanese, right? Yeah, but what I mean by that is like the theme is actually like Japanese mythology. It's not like some sci-fi. Oh, you know, it's Japanese demons, the Oni. Oh, okay, that's dope, man. Fuck it. Like man. you're fighting the Oni. Yeah, so, but, um, yeah, most definitely. But I'm, I'm gonna be retiring from Grand Theft Auto because you know what? A lot of y'all motherfuckers take too much time into that fucking game, and it kind of be annoying the hell out of me. If y'all don't know. We have like groups and shit, and they take this whole gang banging shit a bit too seriously for my goddamn taste. That to a point that I'm like, yo, you're not making this game fun at all. Maybe they, they say like it's fun for them, but I'm just like, it ain't fun for me. And all honesty, I'm not having fun playing the game itself. And like I said, 
I'll GT still play like, here and there, but I'm not yeah. playing as much either lately. Yeah, yeah, like I said, um, Uncharted 4 is coming out. I will be beating that game story mode, but I will be online playing that shit because I have people who I've connected on PS on 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 PS3 that I connect through playing on Uncharted. So and I'm gonna be playing with them most definitely. And I, I bet you if if uh, Caesar and and the homie Cass get um, Uncharted, we're gonna be playing as well. Oh, we yeah. are. Listen, eventually we're going to just, you know, that my dinero, a lot of it, most of it is going to my album budget. So, yes, it is. And like I said, so I'm telling you guys, it's just like we, like I said, like, um, Grand Theft Auto came out, what, two years ago? I think I'm a, I'm a retired ish. The PS4 version came out two years ago. The PS3 version came out three and a half years. See, that tells you something. Like, why am I still playing this shit? Is no point well, in playing Because, uh, well, you know, it's really not the same game as the PS3 one anymore. I understand. Story mode. I understand that, but nah, not with it. I think, you know what, I'm going to trade that in along with the division. I haven't played that game in forever. And I think I, making the division a forced online game was its downfall because I think if you actually had a story mode based on what that story is, it would have been epic. Tom Clancy games always had amazing story modes. I don't know why this time they didn't do it. It does have a story. It's just that it does require you to be online to just go through the story, like you know. But um, yeah, I'm not really getting. I like I I haven't felt urged enough to want to play the division at all like i'm off of guns period lately right now like i'm really on some yo i just want some nice mythology some magic something i can cut you up with and an amazing story that i could just get like emerged in because like yo we live in society and you know what Caesar's been going to the shooting range lately. So when you actually shoot real guns, you really don't want to play the video. It's not fun in games no more because you're just really trying to train yourself because we live in a dangerous world, and I got the right to protect myself. Damn right, nigga. I'm going to a damn gun range one of these goddamn days. I'm Yo, making sure I get it. You come down here for vacation. We're going to go shoot some AK-47s. How about that? My nigga. This is why... Me and Caesar are like the best of friends. And they ain't even the best of friends. We're brothers, but still. You brothers, man. But but yeah, man. But we're gonna go into this next topic and it's gonna be Batman the Killing Joke, the animated movie gets rated R. Wait. And I'm gonna tell you why. And some of y'all might be like, damn, that's why you wanna see the movie. But like I heard you're going to see Joker when he kills the commit no cripples the commissioners. Daughter, I don't remember if she dies or not. No, in no, the no. Comic. Right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you pretty much what it is. That it's an Alan. It's an Alan. It's based off the Alan Moore um, graphic novel. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yep. And um, pretty much the integral part of it is when um, Joker paralyzes Barbara Gordon, you know, who is also Batgirl, and it gives birth to her character, which ends up becoming Oracle. And you know, it also start. It also talks about how Joker became Joker, just off of the fact he just had a terrible fucking day. 
and he lost his shit. And like I and said, that's you what know, I look forward to seeing is I'll be real. Some of my greatest Batman moments is when Joker's losing it, bro. Exactly, and you know what's so crazy? It's the new, uh, um, the new Fifty Two Batman, whatever that's coming, that's coming out, and they're gonna actually, they actually like uh, revealed who killed Bruce's parents, and then he had like there was one part where he asked who, who was Joker's true identity. I'm just like, wait a minute, we don't know his identity yet. After all these years. See, I always thought I knew it because me, you know, I was when I was a kid, I was watching the Michael Keaton movie, and it's like, okay, Joker is the dude that killed Batman's parents when he was young, yeah, and he was like, hey, that's kid, that's have you ever danced with the devil in the pale of moonlight? That's like the coldest thing I've ever heard in my life. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale of moonlight? That is, bro. But then they said that the the killer was name was Joe Chill, and then when they, he asked who was the Joker's true identity, they just left it at a cliffhanger that he was shocked at who it was. And I don't know why the fuck I I stumbled upon this this strip showing that Alfred might be the Joker. That would be, but see, that got to be one of those DC Comics alternate storylines. Because that, no, yo, that would just really ruin it for me if this whole time Batman was being groomed and raised by the Joker. Mm. But the way they, um, he, he, it was explained. I got to find it. But the way it was explained, it was just like, I get it. But. It's just like we know Alfred ain't nothing to be fucked with. Like that man can fuck you up, and he has beaten up Superman before. But see, so Alfred think, back in the day when he was young, if I remember, he was like in the league and all that himself. Like he had the same kind of training and everything that um, Bruce Wayne did, and supposedly Bruce's father also had that same training. Like what? What's that? What's that? Um, the League of Shadows. Yes, they were all down with that. Really? That's what I read. I don't know if that's official canon or if I, that's just in one universe. Because you know how you have Batman, the Dark Knight, and then you yeah. have Batman this and Batman and Robin and Batman. You feel me? Yeah, they didn't. They they didn't want to make like the Killing Joke a canon thing. They really wanted to kill off the Joker, but then people really fell in love with the villain. You can't so, have Batman without the Joker. Like Joker's the his, greatest Batman villain of all time. But his, his his significance wasn't established then. That's why, you know, when that shit happened and when he killed um Jason Todd, all the types of yeah, it was just uh it, Oh yeah, Red Hood. Yeah, we like I said, he wasn't really established in terms of like the how much the fans love him as as a villain. Like now, it's like Joker is Joker. Like, but I'll tell you what, you have to give props to the big screen movies. I think on the popularity of Joker, because like for me, what really started giving Joker popularity was when Jack Nicholson did it. And then later on, 
when they came out with the Dark Knight and Heath Ledger, like when he, yo, when he did it, and he was like the psychopath version of Joker. Yeah, bro, you just were like captivated. So it's like, because what I heard originally, Joker was supposed to come back for the third Dark Knight. But when he died, they were just like, yo, we cannot have anybody play no. Joker. Not if I'm if I'm producing this movie, there could only be one Joker. Like, yeah, DC has, you know, there's Jared Leto now. He's doing Suicide Squad. We're going to see how that is. I heard yeah, he's really been studying all the roles, yeah. but I hate the look. I hate the look, too. But then the day, if he does the if he does the job correctly, he does the job correctly. I hope Superstar Suicide Squad is dope, and I am gonna see that. I still haven't seen Batman versus Superman yet, so. Listen, a lot of people, they say they don't like it or whatever, and that's because half of them are action are just people that just want to see action twenty four seven. Another half just ride Marvel's cock. Like, yo, I'll make a deal with you Marvel stands. I'll back up off Kobe Bryant and y'all back up off Marvel and respect the fact that another company can make good movies too. I'm not saying that Marvel ain't going to kill it. Hell, this uh, that Civil War might be epic. It is. I think it is going to be epic. I think it's going to be dope as fuck. I feel like um, I didn't get to see the Winter Soldier on Captain America, but from what I was told, whoever who took over the directing did an amazing job, and they're, they're back doing this one, and they're going to be doing the Affinity Gauntlet, um, I mean, the Affinity Ward um, Avengers that's going to be coming up soon, so they, like, you know, Josh Wheaton left, and we'll see what happens. And, like, I, I want to, I just want to see just only for Black Panther, that's it, sorry. I'm a, I'm a huge Black Panther fan. Well, I'll be real with you. I, I think uh, Black Panther eventually is going to have his own standout movie. Well, yeah, it's going to be in 2018. And Ryan Cooler will be directing it. Word. So, you know what? If you are a fan of superheroes, it's a great time for movies, animated movies, comic yep. books. Cause and you don't, and you don't have to choose between Marvel and DC. You can really love them don't. both. You can love them both. Man. I like them equally, honestly. Right now, for me, it's like this: whoever entertains me, I got love for you. Because yo, I loved Batman versus Superman, and I know I'm gonna love Civil War. Yeah, and even though you know what? not, you know, considered to be canon right now because it's not it's actually not. Marvel. I'm gonna look at X Men also. I, I can't wait for Apocalypse to come out. I, you know, a lot of people complained about the Apocalypse design, but he looks perfect. Honestly, it's just that you gotta understand Apocalypse doesn't have one form. He keeps changing within hours and times and minutes with as much power as he keeps getting. So it gets to a point where he looks just like the Apocalypse that you. That you that you you love and all that other shit, but at the end of the day, being that they don't have like the regular X Men suits and shit like that, don't expect everything to be lifelike shit. Yeah, he looked like Ivan Ooze in that fucking shit, but the thing about it was that the lighting 
the lighting made him look like that to me. Because I saw other pictures, I was like, he was blue. Exactly. And when you see the little cameo at the end of the last X-Men movie, when they show ancient Egypt and the pyramids being built, I saw a blue guy with dreadlocks. Exactly. And I thought that was so epic because he looked so godly right there. He looked like, yo, bow to me right now. I'm building these pyramids. I'm going to rule over Egypt for a few thousand years. And y'all ain't going to do a damn thing about it. And, and your boy, Poe from um, uh, Oscar Isaac is going to be playing Apocalypse. There you go. So I think it's going to be an awesome job. Uh a lot of people will complain about the fact that Mystique is like the most is a center part of the fucking movie and because it's Jennifer Lawrence. But you know what? This is my problem. This is not my problem. This is the thing about X-Men, the first class series. I just think of it as a movie that ain't got shit to do with X-Men, but it has something to do with X-Men. But and it's fun to watch. It's a dope movie. I don't give a shit about if the mutants that are a part of like the first class series weren't really a part of the first class in the comics, they were actual mutants that were a part of the school, part of the a part of the X Men, you know, theology and everything. So I don't really care for all that. I just hope that the the whole thing is together. I hope it's good. I'm kind of iffy iffy with the fact they still got Wolverine to be, um, Wolverine to be a part of the film because they're trying to derive off of having him in films because. He's not coming back after the next Wolverine film. Yeah, I read something like that, too. And, you know, as much as I would like to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine in a Deadpool film, um, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, Hugh Jackman is like near 50 and him having to bulk up and do shit like that to do that film, I think it kind of kills him a bit. But it's, it's dope, though. We about to see old man Logan, though. And I, that's a rumor. We don't know if it's really going to happen. If it does happen, the thing about it is that oh, it has to do with the old man Logan story. They have to have the Hulk. And they ain't going to have that happen. You never know, man. You never know. Or you're going to have to make some variation and call it something else, but yeah, that old man Logan some some really creepy, crazy shit, and I can't wait for it to come out. I hope it's dope. It's gonna be rated R as well, so it's gonna be ill. But um, yeah, this is like our fifteenth episode, the season finale. <coughs> we finally made it to this 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 great achievement, and. From the very first episode, you, you can just see that we was all trying to find what worked best for us in terms of like us being like a of us being a duo and and putting together great podcast episodes for you. And um, I'm glad to I've given you laughs, giving you some some knowledge and information. I and know we might have even pissed you off at times. We, we might have done that a lot because I really didn't give a fuck enough. But, um... And he still doesn't, by the way. I might a little bit, but I don't know. I might run out of them next season. Yeah, because, you know, Caesar's trying to make sure he's as sharp as ever so he can stop taking all these L's that I be handing out to him. But 
I'm I'm gonna make sure I'm sharp as fuck to make sure that he will keep receiving those L's. I'm gonna give this nigga Alzheimer's disease. Watch. No, you. <laughs> you fuck you. It ain't gonna happen like that. But you know, we're gonna take some time off because, as you know, Caesar is an artist, and he's in the middle of courting his next upcoming project called LT3. We're not gonna tell you what that shit means because. We like giving y'all mysteries and shit. Y'all, you better ask Scooby doing Shaggy. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we just dropped the joint from La Brea called Kane. So you better check that shit out. Um, Nizantine just did the video for Bloom. So you'll be seeing a video for Bloom coming very, very soon. And me, on the other hand, I'm working on Crates, of course, coming out May 30th. And, you know, if anybody who's a beat maker wants to be a part of that project, you can email me at cbowers.gem at gmail.com. Or you can, you know, you can you can inbox me on on um on, on SoundCloud. That that helps too. But um yo, Indigo Podcast is a podcast that was a multimedia extension for, for a Golden Era music group. We've done events, we've dropped albums mixtapes, etc. And we needed to find something that helped to extend the culture a little bit more further than what we already could do. And this was one of those things. And to this very day, I'm glad that I got the right guy to host alongside me. And, you know, we, we, we agree, we disagree. And we love certain things, and we like to show it off to the public because we really feel that there's a lot more than what's already put out to the surface. And you know what? Since we're having a real serious moment right now with the fans, I'm going to share something. When I got into this whole podcast thing, like for those of you who don't know, for the last year and some change now, I've been fighting kidney disease. I go to treatment three times a week. And um, right now, for those who don't know, that treatment is dialysis. To a lot of y'all, it might mean, oh, it's the end of the world. What can you really do? Blah, blah, blah. Nah, I'm getting better. I'm back on my feet. And I'm learning how to beat this. And one thing that really lifted my spirits last year, especially when I wasn't able to record new music, wasn't able to do a lot of things, was um, Mr. B, he told me the idea. He told me he wanted to do a podcast. And I was just like, yo, I need to do something productive, creative with my life so I could get back on my feet. So we started doing the podcast. And, you know, it's something that I really have gotten into. And now that, you know, I'm back in artist mode and everything, I feel like I realize, it's not just what I feel, what I realize is I have a lot of different talents. And I want to give y'all all my talents. I want to inspire y'all. I want y'all to not be afraid to take on life, to fight 
for what's yours. If you never listen to any of my advice from any of these episodes in season one or the next season that's coming. Like go to please, Dr. Butt. <laughs> hey, listen, doc, Dr. Butt, yo, Dr. Butt get get money, yo. Dr. Butt, a.k.a. Dr. Miami, he was actually a guest on The Breakfast Club. Oh, fuck that, nigga. I, like I said, well, no, 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 you know what? Let me stop being mean. Let me stop being mean. You go ahead, Caesar. You tell, tell the people yeah, how you what, feel. What I was going to tell you people is never let any circumstance, no matter if it's illness, money, nothing, take away your freedom to create, your freedom to express who you are and what you're about. And you know what? Stand for something. Get up and stand for something. Even if it's just something small, just stand for something. And you're exactly right. You know, at the end of the day, I tell y'all the story. I tell you the story all the time. I went to college, graduated 2013. I got a degree. I still haven't gotten a job with that degree. So I made my own opportunities because the opportunities that I wanted, like I wanted to work at Sirius Satellite Radio. I wanted to work at Universal Record, Universal Recorders and Def Jam and shit like that. And they wouldn't give me the time of fucking day. They, I wanted to work at Sony. They wouldn't give me the time of day. So why the fuck should I just wait for somebody to give me an opportunity when I have the brain power and I have the know-how to make my own moves and I have the people who will support me into making those moves? So I'm going to tell you this right now. If you feel that that the world's gonna fall apart and all the other shit man like look yo you gotta live out of a way you gotta live and you gotta live beyond your means like i work in this job right now but my goal in life is to become a millionaire billionaire whatever the fuck i will become something bigger and i will become something that's big to my community because i'm going to make sure my community rises up and you know what? Even even to the haters, to those of you who secretly wish on our downfall, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to floss on you real hard, and then I'm going to offer you a job. And I'm going to reach my hand out to you and say, you know what? You my brother. See, he's very forgiven. I'm very not forgiven. I don't know. The, the kind of flossing I'm going to do is really going to piss them off first, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't need niggas who, who deeply hate me working for me. I don't want them niggas working for me. I want them niggas to stay in the motherfucking dirt that they're going to be in forever. I'd rather have people who want to excel in their lives and learn things and then become something afterwards. And they don't have to be with me forever. They can go off and do their own thing and become the next the next big thing. I want the, I want people to become better than what they were before. And that's it. Like, but if you're gonna be a hater, you're gonna shit on people. I don't want you to be a part of what I have going on. That's that's that type of aura. I don't fuck with that aura. Like, yeah, you go ahead. You can be beside yourself. You can hate on whoever the fuck you want. So you're never gonna sign Suge Knight, then? No, nah, fuck him. He killed Damn. Pop. He killed Pop. Sorry, Suge. He killed Pop. Ain't no way in hell you get shot. The car gets shot the fuck up, and you get no, and you don't die too. So. Man, that's a gen that's a gen juice talking. All right. But um Lay back, homie. Yeah, but um 
guys, this is the 15th episode of the season finale. Man, it it, it, it brings me such honors to, to know that we have people who actually listen to our show. They love our show. They do complain about the length and time of the show. But, um... And then you got other people that they're like, no, you can't do a season finale. Nah, bro, you're on fire. In fact, we need two episodes. Like, every week. Yeah, that's probably just Lex, and I gotta kick him in the face when he ever says that shit ever again. Two episodes a week. Nigga, that's just overly sad. Nah, it's not just Lex, but shout out to Lex. He is one of them. Yeah, he is. He was the first person. So you need to do 10 episodes a week. I'm not doing no damn two episodes a week. You lost your mind. We got a goddamn Mixon and Cali that we, I know deep down he's like, God damn it, keep doing these goddamn fucking podcasts. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like, look, we got so much work to do that doing taking a break from this podcast, it's not going to do much. Actually, we're going to work on making our quality better, our production values a little bit more better because there's a lot of other po- podcasts that are really shitting on us. Like, And I'll be real with you. The first episode on um, season two, we're going to be doing that face-to-face. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you all. Like, season will be coming down to Jersey City, and we will be doing a live recording of the podcast face to face and it will be dope man like maybe i might i might pay for some studio time and get that done you know i might get hit up little hit up frankie and shit and i'm gonna do a face-to-face podcast man because you know what we gotta come in this bitch with a bang and we're leaving out here with a bang we're leaving out telling you to follow your dreams and and, and and weed out the, the weed out the negativity and all that other shit, but um, and like President Obama, we dropping the mic. At and least not only that, high. and not only that, man, evolve, evolve over a period. If you all, if you see how the hell we've done every episode, it's a progression, and we evolved every fucking time. Every every episode is different from the next one, because we're trying to understand what level of, of evolvement we have to be at and yeah i just made up evolvement out of nowhere i know it's not a real fucking word but at the end of the day we're gonna come back and we're gonna do what we do best and that's give you great commentary in hip-hop entertainment news wrestling and so on and so forth and that's it yeah so one more time this your boy, Fat Caesar. And your boy, Mr. B. And we are signing out. This is season one of the Indie Gold Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in for this first season. And we'll be back very soon. You understand? <laughs> Right the joy, the pain, it's really all the same. 
It's really just a game, you must think that it's a game It's about to be a massacre, I'm throwing on the mask like pain The joy, the pain, it's really all the same It's really just a game, you must think that it's a game It's about to be a massacre, I'm throwing on the mask like Kane Kane, Kane, Kane The Slayer, another classic tune They must have thought I was evil I'm darker than the moon My thoughts were rather diabolic in the womb I watched my spirit blow up when I wished upon a sonic boom I aim to be a token of the unity I think that you were quoted in my eulogy What's the point of even being noticed for my truancy? I fucked a girl that lost my virginity to lunacy And fucked the world At this point I can never die How can I lose a life that was never mine? Now I'm darker than the moon for the second time I swallowed up the sun but still numb I can never shine Or maybe, just maybe, I'm not sure Maybe God planted a seed deep in my heart's core Bringing peace, love, and joy, healing the world Or, or, or maybe I really just want war The joy, the pain It's really all the same It's really just a game You must think that it's a game it's about to be a massacre, I'm throwing on the mask like pain, the joy, the pain. It's really all the same. It's really just a game, you must think that it's a game. It's about to be a massacre, I'm throwing on the mask like pain, the joy, the pain. It's really all the same. It's really just a game, you must think that it's a game. It's about to be a massacre, I'm throwing on the mask like pain, pain, pain. Hey.